Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is sort of the 440 for Thursday, November 26th. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. I hope everybody takes a moment of time this weekend to genuinely, and I know this is cheesy, take a moment to to look around and, and be thankful for what you do have going on in your life, the people in your life, the things that make your life as, as full and as happy as it could possibly be, including sports. And I know I'm doing that this weekend, so I hope everybody out there takes a few minutes to genuinely be grateful for the world that we, we do live in. And I know in a crazy terrible, awful year. Um, There's obviously still plenty of things to be thankful for and people to love and things to enjoy. So hopefully you enjoy this episode of The 440. You're going to get a little bit of a sampling of what you can hear on all of the other great podcasts on The 440 Sports Network. You're going to hear from Dawn Davenport, who was the sideline reporter for the Florida State-Clemson game. She was at the stadium when the game was postponed. She told that story to us on Lamestream Sports. You're going to hear from Adam Vingen from The Athletic, who's my co-host on our Predators podcast, The Gold Standard. And he's going to explain and tell the story about how he asked Peter Laviolette about his job security right to his face and what that felt like and meant to their relationship. You're going to hear from Cole Kublik explaining what it's like to wake up the week of the Iron Bowl as a player that's going to play in that game. He was our guest on the Fringe Element. And of course, my wonderful co-host Aaron Dugan with a fantastic story about how a Vanderbilt soccer player could be the first female to ever play in a Power 5 college football game. You're going to hear all of that right here on this episode of The 440. I hope you enjoy. Cole Kublik, just explaining what it's like to be a player waking up on Sunday morning during the Iron Bowl. To be able to wake up in Iron Bowl week, that's where everything just starts feeling better. Uh, Everything gets a little busier. It's a very fast week. You would probably think that it's a week that drags, but there just seems to always be more media. There's always Thanksgiving it around it somehow, some way. I didn't, I didn't always play it on Thanksgiving week. Um, it wasn't always that way. And then the request from family, more people are coming to the game. More people are going to be at the game. What are you doing after the game? Where's everybody staying before the game? It's just, and especially me being from Birmingham, playing one of them in Birmingham, playing one in Tuscaloosa. We stayed in Birmingham for that one. It's just, you know, things like that only, only heighten, the amount of things that have to take place over the course of the week. Welcome to the Gold Standard Turkey Week edition here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Who are you calling a turkey? Not you, sir. You are my wonderful, intelligent, thoughtful, articulate co-host on the Gold Standard <laughs> and, and, of course, from The Athletic. Now you're overselling it. That was way too many adjectives. And I'm Adam Vingan at Adam Vingan. <laughs> Last season, the first time I asked Peter about his job security was sometime, I think it was like mid-November, like early mid-November. They had just lost a game at home to Vancouver where I think they gave up four or five power play goals. And I asked him if he was feeling any pressure from above, meaning management ownership about this. They had lost like seven or eight, lost seven or eight in a row or seven of eight or something. And, you know, he said, quote unquote, I haven't felt any which was the first story I wrote about as relating to, you know, what the future holds for Peter Laviolette. And then they started winning a little bit more and the, the storyline died down. But then it was after the winter classic where I broached the subject again. And I knew that if I brought up the, the subject again, that even I knew about this the first time that that was going to change the way he spoke to me 
Um, it was going to change the way he answered my questions if he decided to answer them at all. Now, he never de- he never declined to answer my, like in a scrum format, never said, like, I'm not answering your question Adam, right. or next question. But he would be very short on purpose, I feel like. I mean, Mike Vrabel does that now all the time. Right. So I understood there was a risk in doing that. But I felt a responsibility as the person who had been around him the most of any reporter in town for the past five years, I felt a certain responsibility that if someone is going to write a story about Pierre Laviolette possibly being fired, it's up to me. Yeah. And I, like I said, it was not something I chose to do lightly. I knew there would be repercussions. I knew when I asked Peter Laviolette about his job security after they lost the Winter Classic that, like, there might not be any coming back from that. But yeah. he didn't come back from that. Welcome to Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. My name is Aaron Dugan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Aaron Dugan or Instagram Aaron underscore Dugan. End on a high note here as we head off into Thanksgiving vacation. Uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri. What should people be watching for in this matchup, Aaron? Maybe a special guest appearance on special teams. Vanderbilt totally plagued with COVID. Um, lots of issues with that. But Mace, apparently, I don't know how this whole conversation started, but Sarah Fuller, who is the starting goalkeeper for Vanderbilt Women's Soccer. Who just won the SEC championship, right? Just won the SEC championship. They came back from Orange Beach. None of them had gone home yet, which I'm, I have a feeling that was just an extra solidifying factor in all of this. But she got fitted for pads on Monday. Um, I talked to one of the soccer assistant coaches, got fitted for pads and went out and walked, didn't take a snap in practice. I guess yesterday or the day before, but wasn't full pads um, with walking through it with coaches and may or may not take a snap at Missouri on Saturday. We don't know yet. Mason said he's literally weighing out all their options. And if she's the best option, then that's who's going to go, which would be huge. She'd be the first female to ever take a snap power five in a power five conference game. So it's, Pretty freaking awesome. She does. The girl does not lack confidence. I'll say that. I've spent <laughs> plenty of time with her. If there's anyone that could, like, you know, have the backbone to do it, it would be her. Welcome to Lamestream here on the 440 Sports Network. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Best week of the year. I think it's the best holiday of the year. I'm trying to convince my children that it's the better holiday than Christmas to no avail, but I'm still trying very hard, Steve. My name is Steve Cavendish. You can follow me on Twitter at Scavendish. Let's hear from Don Davenport, host of 3HL and sideline reporter for ESPN. Yeah, I was actually scheduled to work the Clemson at FSU game, to work the sidelines for for that game. So normal week, Saturday, games at noon in Tallahassee. I'm in my car pulling into the stadium at like 8.30, 8.45. I like to get there super early. I usually get there like three hours prior to kick. And I get a call from my producer that the game has been postponed. That is when I found out that the game was postponed (laughs) because of, uh, if you read the ACC press release, the medical people involved could not come to the conclusion that it was safe for both of the teams to play. So I get to the stadium. There's FSU players walking around on the field. They found out while they were eating breakfast. I'm talking to Clemson people. They were eating breakfast and they found out they were still at the hotel. So they never actually made it to the stadium. But it was the whole thing was just bizarre. It really was. And and here's the deal. Let me say this about it, because Friday test means 
they don't get their results back. Clemson didn't get their results back until Friday night when they have already traveled. So they are at the hotel. Their team has already traveled. That's when they get their COVID test back. So those results are back Friday night. Saturday morning, all of the medical experts, both teams, the, the conference, they meet just to make sure everybody's on the same page, all the precautions have been taken, all of that, that's where the issue was. So, so this was done basically 6 a.m., you know, 6.30 Saturday morning, the decision was made. And, and I mean, you can say on both sides, you see why Clemson's angry? They just traveled. I get it. And, and I chatted with uh, FSU head coach Mike Norvell. His players were surprised. They were like, man, we were really looking forward to playing, you know, when I talked to them on the field. So I think coaches and players, everybody was really ready to play. This obviously was a decision that was made over all of their heads. So I know the, the talk is, oh, FSU backed out of it. Well, and, and maybe that's the case from the administration side of it. But I will say this about FSU. They've been very careful. They haven't had a positive COVID test since Mike Norvell tested positive back in, in September. So, but it wasn't on the coach or the players. This was this was a higher up decision. Definitely, I can say it's a career first for me, finding out <laughs> as I pull into the stadium that the game's not going to happen, right? <laughs> Never had that happen before. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And please have a wonderful and happy and peaceful and joyous Thanksgiving this year. I'll be back on Monday morning to yell and scream about the Titans, Colts, Nashville SC's deep playoff run, and all of the college football from the weekend. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.